welcome to NWR Newscast, episode 10. I'm your host for this week, Neil Ronahan. And with me, as always, is the whole newscast crew. We got Zach Miller, straight out of Alaska. Right out of Alaska, right out of a new job. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and we got Andy Gergen, who's uh, over in, uh, how the hell do you pronounce De- De- Des Moines? That's, that's right. It's, although okay. I, I tend to say Des Moines just because it pisses people in, in Des Moines <laughs> off. But yeah, it's, that, uh, that's one of those things where, Des like, I, I don't think I've just ever, I've never had to know how to pronounce it. I've just had to read it, so. Yeah, yeah well. But, it's a, but li- anyway, it's a lifetime uh, skill. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, so what we're gonna do first is a little segment that we call What You Reviewing. Um, and that's once again with, with an apostrophe at the end, not a G, because that's how we roll. But, uh, because we're in January, and while this is second Christmas on every other console, it's not really so much for Wii and DS. So, we only got one game that someone's reviewing, and that someone is me, and that game is Tatsunoko vs. Capcom Ultimate All-Stars, which I'll just start off by saying it is really, really good. Um, I actually, uh, I pretty much got the review copy right I will, I got it while I was at the event, at a, the launch event that was at Nintendo World Store on, uh, on last Saturday. And, uh, because there was a little mix-up where it actually got sent to my house instead of my, uh, in, instead of to Lauren's house, who, just a quick backstory, I go to school about an hour and a half from my house, and Lauren Ugh. commutes to school and lives about 20 minutes away from my school. So, when I'm at school, stuff gets mailed to her for review copies. When I'm not, then, sense. you know, stuff gets mailed at home. But it got mailed home, so I had a friend of mine pick it up, and he met me at the event. So I had the game in hand while I was at the event, which was a, a pretty good event by uh, Nintendo Nintendo World Store standards. Um, they had uh, producer Ryoto, Ryoto Nitsuma. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I, I'm trying hard to get my Japanese pronunciation decent. But um, he was on hand. They had a couple other people. Uh, Seth Killian from the Capcom community, Capcom Unity blog, was there. How was the? Um, uh, how are the crowds at a game like this? I'm it was. It was really mobbed. And I know. I really? was Talking. I was talking to uh, the translator because I did an interview with uh, Nitsuma-san, but he obviously speaks Japanese. So basically, I was having an interview using a translator who's uh, he's from Capcom Japan. Really, oh. really good guy. He's he's thanked. I think Miguel Corti. Um, and, uh, I was talking to him and he said, like, we, we've been to, like, industry events before and we never saw a crowd this big for this kind of game. The, the only taste they ever had of that before was at Comic-Con last year when they did something for Tatsunoko versus Capcom. But it was, it was probably, I think the only other event I've seen at Nintendo World Store that's been more crowded and I've been to a handful have probably been the Mario releases. I was at a midnight launch for Super Mario Galaxy and the one for New Super Mario Brothers Wii. I mean, they had, like, a Scribblenauts one, the Muramasa one. Um, there, there were a bunch of others, too, but I can't think of them offhand. But mm. it was a really cool event, though. They had, um, then uh, Nitsuma-san signed a bunch of posters for hours. I think four hours was what they said. Jeez. Um, Very nice. And the, the store was mobbed, definitely. I mean, it's not really my scene, necessarily, because I'm kind of a... I guess a softcore 2D fighting fan, not a hardcore one. Me too. Um, they were having competitions, like a combo competition, a beat the bro competition, beat the pro competition, um, and it, they were giving away copies of the game if you won those. But it was a, it was a really cool event. Excellent. But on to the actual game now. Um, it's really it's it's basically for for me as a softcore fighting fan, it is the most brawl like you will ever see a Capcom fighting game be. As in, you know, you got ridiculous moves. You ba- I actually was calling the uh, the the like the best hyper combo moves. I 
referred to them as Final Smashes when I was playing this with my friends <laughs> over the weekend. Because that's what they are. It's because you pull them off and it's this ridiculous attack that, you know, pretty much just Fs the other dude up. And, um, nice. They're, the, the one thing that I have to point out though is that they have two different control styles for this game. No, there's, there's more. You can use, you know, game controller. You can use a stick. You can use, um, class controller, Wii Remote, Wii Remote Nunchuck. And the Wii Remote and the Nunchuck and the, the Wii Remote by itself, they, they basically turn the game into Brawl. As in, they, they make it, instead of having the three attack buttons and you have to do, you know, a combination of, you know, like, uh, the quarter circle and all that jazz that are typical in Capcom fighting games, um, which you can do all that on the class controller or the stick or what have you. Um, on the Wii Remote or the Wii Remote Nunchuck, it basically makes it in a brawl in which you have one button that, you know, you press to do attacks, and you can basically, to do, like, regular melee attacks, and that's basically, you know, you can vary that by, depending on what direction you're pointing in. And the same thing with, uh, the B button, which is basically special attacks, and once again, like Smash Brothers, you can, you know, you have a forward B, a backward B, an upward B, a downward B, all that, all that wow. stuff. And you execute special attack. You execute the the hyper combos by just pressing A and B together, which is, I mean, it's it's just really easy to use, especially if you're not that much in the fighting games. Which I I, I really great. hope that this game Doesn't breaks it, through. Man, I, I mean, man, I, I, my hatred for Neo continues to rise. <laughs> I, my goal is to sell you on this game tonight, Zach. I think I you already I did, sir. I think extraction <laughs> is worth giving up for this, but. I mean, and also, I mean, not the regular games all there. It's probably, it's, it's most likely a little simplified for someone that's probably all in a Street Fighter 4. Because it is, it's a very cartoony, over-the-top game, and I think it's meant to be a little crazier, not as much as, like, you know, the strict competition game. Just have it be a little more, I think it's, you know, there's there's some cheap characters in there that are a little too good and stuff like that. But it's kind of part of the charm. As is in, as is in any uh, Capcom fighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Like I, I don't really know much about this game because I just didn't follow the I didn't follow the pre-release hype about it at all because I had no idea who Tatsunoko was until like yeah, that, well until I joined staff I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know I think you may have sold me on it too. I, I may have to pick this up. But because um I mean I I was definitely the same way when I first heard it get announced. Everyone was all oh it's a versus game on the Wii. I was like who the hell is Tatsunoko? Why can't it be Marvel? I, I know those people. Yeah yeah. But. And it is the kind of thing where it's it's actually whenever I explain who the hell Tatsunoko is to people, I use Speed Racer and Samurai Pizza Cats, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, are they in the game?" I'm like, "No." But <laughs> there, are, there are a couple characters in there. And Here's the, the thing. Are, yeah, the characters are interesting enough in that game, although it seems like half of them are just like it's like a teenage boy who found a power suit and transforms into a robot. No, <laughs> half the Tatsunoko characters. But, I mean, like, you might remember some of them. There's, like, the Gotcha Man, the the science team ninja or whatever that's, like, Ken the Eagle, Jim the Swan, Joe the Condor. Right. Um, there, there's a couple other ones that will definitely look familiar if, you know, you, you grew up recently because they brought a couple of them over to North America. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, the characters are all interesting enough. They're all pretty varied. There's 26. You start with, I think, 21, so there's five unlockables, which is probably my main critique of the game, is that the way to unlock everything is basically just to beat the game over and over again. Like Soul Calibur. And although, although the, if you don't know what the final boss is, it's a pretty cool reveal if you're into Clover Studio games. Um, but oh, even I bet still, I know I, who I, it is. I, I, I've, I've played through... I've played through the game probably 12 times now to try to unlock everybody, and I still am missing one character that I think I need to beat it 
twice more with two different characters. Wow. Or maybe only once more. And then I'll unlock the final character. And it's not that that's bad. But, I mean, it's just, it gets repetitive. How's the online? The online is something that I haven't tested yet, and it's pretty much the last thing that I have to do before I write the review, and I'll be doing that tomorrow. Well, I'll Next do slide. it with you if I manage to get the get the game tomorrow. Oh, we, we might have to plan this out. Indeed. Awesome. But really, I mean, barring barring the online, which the online, in my opinion, can't really, I, I can't really detract that much. It can't um, be worse gonna, than Brawl. Yeah. <laughs> And then from what I've heard from, the, like, the buzzes right now is that the online's pretty damn good. And it looks like how they have it set up is that you can have friend codes. And I think also if you play someone online, you can make them your rival, which is different from a friend code. I don't know exactly how so, but I will explain that in my review, which I'm probably going to start writing tonight and then finish off when I finish the online. So it should be up maybe either when this goes up or shortly after. All right. I look forward yeah. to it. And we also got some news stories for you, as no one else is reviewing anything. So, uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just that time of the year. Um, I don't know. What, what else are you guys... Do you guys have anything on the slate coming up? I don't even know what's coming out necessarily. I have some I have some uh, lesser lesser hyped titles coming up in the next couple of months. So, like, a couple of, like, Sushi Go Round and City Builder, a couple of smaller games. Um, and then I'm on the on the uh, on the lineup for Lego Harry Potter in March, which I'm actually kind of looking forward to. Yeah, no, I mean the Lego games. Uh, my thing is that like I reviewed Lego Batman for the site, and it's really cool, but it's just the same crap over and over again. Yeah, but yeah, Supposedly yeah. with Lego Harry Potter, they're improving on it, so you know I, uh, that might be one that I might pick up somewhere sometime down the line. I think oh, I got man. the Pokemon remake at least yeah, one of them I, coming my way. Yeah, and I then think I, if we get both of them, I might try to hop on it with you. Because, that'd be um, awesome. I'm definitely, I'm yearning for some Pokemon. And then uh, I, I think uh, Dementium 2 comes out in February, and I should be getting that. Uh, that got delayed. That's well, actually, damn well, it. Let, let's start off the news stories by starting okay. off with that. Uh, Dementium <laughs> 2 actually got delayed until April. Um, I think there was a production issue, but I, that kind of sucks. Yeah, um, it does. But moving moving on to the bigger uh, the bigger stories that we have planned. Uh, first up is multiple third parties comment on third party sales. Um, we had something from Climax, Hudson, Ubisoft, Sega, pretty much Capcom. Capcom everyone, yeah. everyone mm-hmm. hopped in on this one. So, what do you guys think about this? Well, the gist of the news stories basically is publisher developer put out uh, fairly mature. I guess I, I hate using that word, but fairly, you know, adult. Adult, mature, hardcore gamer, uh, skewed title, in the hopes that that particular audience is starving for content and will rush to the stores en masse and buy their game by the millions. Uh, right. As we found out over the past twelve months, it's not it's not really happening. We've had nope. you've had um, Dead Space Extraction, we've had House of the Dead Overkill, um, we have had. Mad World. Uh, the Conduit. The, the, conduit, Mad the conduit, which yeah. I know has been a pretty ridiculous disappointment, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, I mean, I know they had the guy uh, the guy from Sega. I, I think we may have talked about this on a previous episode. But the guy, uh, the guy from Sega was on Four Guys One Up, uh, the One Up podcast. And, right, uh, right, right. He made a comment about how Sega's pretty much done with those kind of games. Yeah, and I saw that. Maybe, maybe we'll see a Conduit too. I think he hinted at that. But didn't Sega didn't Sega come out the, and and retract that statement? One of one of the publishers came out and retracted the statement. That, that was there, Capcom. Was, oh, okay. I'm thinking of Capcom. All right. Well, doesn't that Mad World guy want to make a sequel to Mad World? 
well, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, he director wants to. wants to make sequel. I mean, it's the same thing with the Boy in This Blob story, except for I would, I would love for that to happen. Yeah, no, me too. World. I'm still going make through Bay- that. Make Bayonetta 2. Make the sequel to a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is me, me being a hypocritical asshole because I gave the game a 9 when it came out. But I, I definitely stand by the fact that the first time you play Mad World, it's really cool. It's just that it's really short and it doesn't hold up to any kind of replayability. Yeah. Oh. So basically the, the, the developers and publishers are thinking there's no market for this. If, there, if there's no market for this, we're going to stop making them. And of course the fan base is crying out. Of course there's no market for it. You're making incredibly niche titles. You're turning, exactly. you're turning popular genres into, into on-rail shooters and then yeah. scratching your heads when they don't sell. Uh, so it's kind of a circular argument. You know, developer makes game, game doesn't sell, uh, Fan tells developer, well, that's not the game we wanted in the first place, and it kind of just goes on and on and on. You know, what could be happening, though, is that, you know, Dead Space Extraction sold really poorly, but all the people who wanted Dead Space Extraction probably got it. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. Maybe nobody else wanted that game. Yep. I mean, I definitely, I enjoyed the hell out of Dead Space Extraction. Oh, me too. good game. And I think actually there's there's a quote in one of the stories from the uh, the director of Silent Hill's Shattered Memories, and he says, uh, "Without bad mouthing people, a lot of the games they've been complaining about are rail shooters, and a rail shooter wouldn't have sold no matter what platform you put it on because it's a rail shooter, and that's a niche genre that had its heyday back in the Dreamcast era." To be honest, making a game that sells on any platform is hard, and there are countless examples of great games on huge budgets that haven't sold, and games that have been runaway hits that no one saw coming. And I think making a sweeping statement about the Wii is maybe a bit of a cop-out. Like, that's, bravo, yeah. bravo, yeah. Mark Simmons, bravo. That's about the you best the thing anyone the said from from the development standpoint on, on this issue, I think. It's not, it's not a matter of the fact that it's on the Wii. It's a matter of the fact that these games are not... They're not catering to a large audience, let alone a right. large audience on on the Wii. They're certainly not in demand. No, definitely not. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, and I'm, I'm really glad to hear that from, from uh, I can't think of his name. You said it a minute ago. Mark Simmons. Mark Simmons from Climax, because Climax put out a game that, by all accounts, is probably my favorite third-party game on the Wii in the past 12 months. And, you know, it's, it, it looks like they went out of their way to make a game in a known brand that was very good and had a fair amount of, of mass market appeal. And I, I really hope that that attitude pays off for them in sales. It, it should. It needs to, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely, should. I mean, after, after that quote, and I know I said this uh, last show that I would go out and buy it, but it ended up being swayed by Bayonetta. And uh, I definitely, I have to buy this. How game. did that happen? <laughs> Uh, well, well, the case of with, with buying Bayonetta is that I happened to be out with uh with a couple of my friends and Lauren, and Lauren saw the trailer for Bayonetta, and she played it at, a, at an event a while ago, and we both really enjoyed it. She's like, oh, that's out? And I'm like, yeah, do you want to get it? And she's like, okay. So then we did, and then we played it, and it's really good. <laughs> nice. Bayonetta's ridiculously good. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, we also have a forum quote. Uh, yep. from, uh, it says Brooders, but brood I'm pretty wars. sure it's Brood Wars. Yeah, <laughs> brood I guess, wars, I guess yes. Brooders does work. But, uh, <laughs> well, gee, Capcom, what did you expect? You pretty much ignored the Wii as a platform for releasing AAA games on for two years. So you're surprised when two years later you have trouble selling traditional games on the thing? As much as I love Darkside Chronicles, it's a rail shooter, and not the Resident Evil game I wanted on the system after RE4 Wii. I didn't get my Wii to play rail shooters, nor crappy ports of games that came out years ago on other systems, a.k.a. Dead Rising. 
nor overpriced ports of games that came out years ago that I can still play on the system. Rehash and rehash zero. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, those those Resident Evil Chronicles titles are really just just rubbing the salt in the wound. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really it's a, it's as as we were saying, it's a niche genre. Yeah. I and can I mean, buy that, that, that game for five dollars used on the GameCube and still play it on my Wii. Yeah, <laughs> and you use the same controls. That's right. But I mean, I feel like we're beating a dead horse with that a little bit. So let's move on to something good that Capcom's doing instead of bitching about this. And uh, they announced <laughs> Rockman Zero Collection, which uh, for DS and it's the the Mega Man Zero games on Game Boy Advance, and uh, they're coming out in, in a collection. How many of these um, games were there? Four. I'm about to. Four? Four, yep. I think I tried playing the first one and found it to be, you know, frustratingly hard. Yeah, as people, these games I'm, tend to be. I've never played a Mega Man Zero game, but as some, you know, I, I was on the forums on this news story. I've beaten all the Mega Man original games and X games except, except 7 and 8, because I've never played those two. And I said, you know, in terms of difficulty, how did the Zero games stack up? And everyone was like, they're much harder. So maybe not. Of, it's pretty much, it's just, it's a regular, it's a regular Mega Man game. It's just, uh, you know, a different one. Masochistic. Well, I played All the right. first little bit of Mega Man Zero, and I was surprised at how much variation there was in terms of the the structure of the game, I guess. Like, it has, like, a hub. Instead of having, like, a menu select screen, there is... Uh, like a hub world, like a hub base. There was a lot. There was a lot more going on in terms of the structure of the game and the, and the, the uh. first, the first Mega Man Zero that I played. And I don't know how how far that goes, or if it's really just masking, you know, the same old thing but with a slightly better presentation. I don't really know because I didn't play that far. But but at least it was a little bit different. And this is something that I could definitely see myself picking up. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious about it just because I haven't played any of those games. Yeah, we have a we have a quote from from Dasmos from the forums. Says the Mega Man Z games were easily his favorite and most played on his Game Boy Advance, but he hasn't had the, he hasn't played them since he sold his GBA, and he says he will definitely pick it up if it's released outside Japan. And Why would you sell your that. GBA? I sold my GBA. Oh man! I still have I still have my my launch GBA. I sell I everything. I didn't actually. <laughs> I have no loyalty to hardware. <laughs> I'm I'm too much. I, I'm a collector at heart. Although that that side of me is pretty much. Like, uh, quelled at this point. Hey, I, I, mean, I, I, I used to be too. <laughs> I've been going on a pretty big Mega Man kick, so this is, this is the kind of game I definitely look into picking up. I actually got a Mega Man X collection for GameCube about like That's two weeks ago. That's a great collection. I've, I've really great only played collection. the first one though, mainly due to time. But... Five and six are so brutally hard. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm man. looking forward to that. Anyway, uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii is selling a crap ton. That's weird. Um, yeah, it is. I believe they are, they are up to uh, 10 million sold worldwide, according to the NPD group. 10 million um, units. They, it's passed the lifetime sales of Super Mario Galaxy, and it's only done that after 45 days on the market. That's um, shocking. That's incredible. Yeah, 4.2 million. 4.2 million in, in uh, North America. Maybe you guys have a better idea about this than I do because I don't have the numbers in my head right now. But how does that stack up to the NES Mario games? I'm not sure. Me neither. Uh, that there wasn't as much as a, of a market back then, for sure. Yeah, I know Mario Three sold like to everyone and to everyone's mother uh, back in the early '90s, late '80s. I forget. 
Uh, I'm kind of curious to see like how this is stacking up some of the best-selling Mario games of all time. Yeah. It seems to me like it's primed to be one of them before too much longer. I think Mario 3, out of all those uh, NES and SNES games, Mario 3 was the best-selling one. And then Mario well, I, think Super Mar- I think the original Super Mario Brothers may have been the best-selling one. No, no, it wasn't because the audience wasn't there yet. Yeah, but then the audience was there. <laughs> I suppose. Like, that's the thing. Is how, like, yeah, that's but it, it often came with the system. Time. It came with the system a lot of yeah, the time. Yeah, so that, that, that's kind of like the Wii Sports inflation. And right, so I think, I think in there. terms of pure units, I think it's Mario 3. Well, um... Just, just from what I'm finding, it looks like Super Mario Brothers might be somewhere around 40 million. Okay. Oh my and gosh. And Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers three looks like it's around like uh, 20. Really? Oh, wow. That's sure. Surprising. Does that include re- remakes and re-releases I'm not or just sure. original? I don't think so. mm. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, this game's been out for what a month, two months, um, if that. In Japan, like I think five weeks, I read five or six weeks. This game has the potential, probably, if it keeps up, if it keeps up its current pace, if it, you know, if it's still appearing on MPD right. charts in 2012, like Mario Kart DS seems to be doing. Right. Uh, this game has the potential to be the single best-selling Mario title that we've seen today, and that's kind of surprising and that, impressive. That'd be awesome. I mean, it's, a, it's a really good game, and I think it's the kind of one. Whereas, I mean, in, in all honesty, I think that. Super Mario Galaxy and the 3D Marios don't really have that kind of like that that cachet that, that yeah. ease to get into. Sure. I mean, they're great games, but I think they're a little more gamers' games. While New Super Mario Brothers yeah. is kind of an everyone's game. Yeah, that's the you know the the side scrolling Mario games have have nostalgia to them, and it's the first new one on a console since Mario, really since Mario World. So uh-huh. I mean, that's. That's, that's that's impressive. That's something. It is. That's people that people that grew up playing these games. You know, they see it and they think, "Hey, I know how to do that." Like, there's no there's no wondering if they know how to do it. They just know they know how to do it. You know, it's sad though. Like two months after its release, I'm kind of done with it because I found all the star coins. I haven't I haven't gone back and done all the star coins. That it was the kind of it's the kind of thing like with Super Mario Galaxy. I got both of those games actually at launch events at Nintendo World Store, and I basically spent a week playing the crap out of the game to the point where I was like, oh, I'm kind of done with this for a while. Didn't I, I you play Mario Galaxy all the way through in 24 hours or something? No, no, that that was that was not me. I did play no. a lot of it, though. That, I, it was I'm... about a week. It was it came out the week before Rock Band, and I was really excited oh, for yeah. Rock Band. And I basically was like, oh, well, you know, I don't really plan on beating it, but maybe I will. And then, like, I just ended up having a lot of free time that week, and I just kind of plowed through it. I didn't get all 120 stars, though, and that's the same thing with uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii is that I I'm, I haven't gotten all the star coins yet, but I eventually I went back to it like uh, almost a year later in New Super Mario Galaxy and got all 120. I'm still going through my my initial playthrough of uh, Mario Wii. I got it for Christmas and I really oh. haven't even put that much time into it. I've been uh, I, I had so much fun with that game. I'm actually, I played not it a even lot to the break I think I'm not not even to the fourth world yet. And I'm, what I'm finding is that this game is harder than I expected. And I put it in and I yeah. expect to be like having a nice relaxed. Playtime. Play, play and then with like, multi, multiple people. It's 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 a lot more fun. And a it's lot a whole easier. different game with multiple yeah. people. Yeah, it's that's, like there's two different games in there, and after you play it with multiple people, you go back to being by yourself, and you'll be sad. <laughs> it's all alone. It's also well, I don't want to say it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to get the star coins by yourself. 
Yeah, this I've definitely found. There's been two or three that I, I look at them and I'm like, there's no way. I've, I've, like, I'm sure there is. I, my but... friend and I would be playing through that and to get a star coin sometimes we just have like the one person would jump, but basically bounce off the other one and get up and get yeah. it. Yeah. 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 But we got, we got another, we got another story for you all and that's, uh, BitTrip Runner details revealed. Um, Ooh. on, uh, Nintendo Life, uh, Cajun Games, Alex Noisy revealed the first details of the game, which is the fourth in the series. I believe there's going to be Six. Um, it was teased in the credits of Bitcher Boy, the third game, which came out in November. And this time we're going to the world of rhythm platforming, kind of in the vein of uh, Vib Ribbon, which is an old PlayStation game. And this is definitely something really new for the series. And you actually control uh, the titular, not the titular character, the character, the main character, <laughs> Commander Video, for the first time. Um, don't really know exactly how it's going to play outside of that, but... I mean, it looks like it's, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for this. It looks like they're kind of taking the series in a new direction. It's gonna have, it's not gonna have the customary three stages. It's gonna have over 50. Wow. Um, and Meat Boy actually might be making an appearance in this. And also the nice. music is, the music is going to be provided by, uh, the New York based chip punk band, Anamanaguchi, which I might actually be seeing live with a friend of mine in like March. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I, own BitTrip Void and BitTrip Beat, but really I haven't put that much time into BitTrip Void yet. Uh, so really I haven't played any of them extensively since BitTrip Beat, and I think this is be the first one that I pick up and play a lot right away since yeah, then. I, I mean, I, really I really cool. like the series, but it's just kind of they're still really hard for me. Um, beat, I got to the third level. Core, I think I got to the third. I think I've gotten to the third, but I haven't beaten the third. And Void, I've only gotten through the first. Here's what I don't understand about Void, and I haven't played it hardly at all. I mean, I own it, but I've barely put time into it. Why doesn't it use the pointer to move? Why does it have to use the nunchuck? That seems weird know. to me. I, I, no, honestly, I think that would be more of an issue. I, I'd much rather just use the analog stick to control it. Hmm. It felt weird to me. I was expecting to use the pointer when I heard when I heard what kind of game it was. Like, because I I played a Flash game on the web that's very similar to the idea. You know, collect one type of thing while avoiding the other type of thing. Yeah. And it worked really well with the mouse. The, so the I, co-op in Void was really cool, too. I need to try it out. I need to play more time, put more time into that. Yeah. But um, we have a quote from the forums from Fatty the Hut. And he says, wow, looks like a big step up from previous bitcher entries. I have beat, which is great, but very hard. And I've been meaning to pick up Void. I think I'll pass on Core. This one looks very different and, in a way, expanded. I wonder if the price will go up. Um... I think it – I don't know if it will go up. I imagine it will probably be a $10 game, but we'll see. I mean, I, I know that Gaging Games, they're they are really good people, and they, they love their fans, and their fans have been good to them. So maybe we'll be seeing mm -hmm. this game come out at 600 points. Maybe we'll, hear, great. maybe we'll hear all about it from Johnny on RFN. Maybe, maybe. Awesome. Um, so, so we got our news in brief, which uh, this is kind of a new thing in that – Basically, things that aren't worth talking about too much, but definitely worth mentioning. And first up with that, we got Pokemon pre-order bonuses. Um, so, uh, are so you guys excited. excited for this? How excited are you? I, I, I'm so excited that I hope it comes with a review copy. I'm sure it will not, <laughs> but I hope it does. Because I collect the Pokemon spinners. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those. No, I have not. Okay, they're Pokemon figures. You know those... Uh, those spinner games where you have a figure on a little disc and you spin them to do stuff. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about, but Damn all right. It. You don't spend enough time in comic shops. Well, 
you, you, th- that's what you do. You spin this figure, and on the dial are different attacks, and it's kind oh, of like, like, like like hero clicks. Yeah, like hero clicks. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Except it's a very simplified. I don't spend enough time clicks. in comic shops. <laughs> yeah, I don't anymore. I used to spend more time, but not anymore. Oh, I go in them all the time. There's two up here, so. Uh, but yeah, it, it they look like those. And awesome. I'm sure they're not, but I really like the sculpting, and they look cool. And that's well, my well, piece. Well, first off, yeah. So these are. Uh, Basically, there's a pre-order bonuses. I think it's for all retailers where you can get the two legendary Pokemons from Gold and Silver, uh, Ho-Oh and Lugia. It's not just GameStop? Um, no, I think it's all over. Woo! There's a Nintendo press release. But GameStop is having something weird that I actually got an email about, and you get a uh, a Pikachu-colored Pichu. Oh, which, yeah. Uh, kind of bewildered by that. I guess it's just <laughs> Pichu that looks like a Pikachu. Yeah. And using this... Pikachu colored Pichu, you can then get like a, a rare Pichu in the game if you bring that Pichu to this Pichu location and then Pichu the Pichu. <laughs> Say Pichu again. Pichu. <laughs> it's like the meow, the, yeah. uh, the meow scene from uh, Super Troopers. Pichu sucked in Super Smash Bros. Melee. Uh, I, would, uh, I, I was pretty good with Pikachu in that game, so sometimes I would just screw with people and be Pichu because it's kind of like Pikachu but crappy. He yep. hurts himself. <laughs> Exactly. And that's why he's not in Brawl. <laughs> also, we have the Classic Controller Pro is coming to North America. It'll so excited. With, uh, yep. Monster Hunter Try, which is set for sometime in April. And I guess, uh, I don't know if there's a set release date for when the Pro is going to come out. But uh, it comes in black or white. It's going to be $20 by itself. Or you can get it in a $60 bundle with uh, Monster Hunter Try. So, I know I... Uh, I kind of, I guess, technically imported a pro. Um, there was an import place at a, a video game expo that I was at, and I ended up buying it there for $30. I got a white one. It's fantastic when this comes out. If you like using a class controller or a GameCube controller, yep. just just buy this. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm very I'm excited. I want... And now I'll have an excuse to play two-player virtual console games that use the virtual or yep, the yep. classic controller. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Like Donkey that, Kong games. Heyo. Um, also, we got Rondo of Blood, the uh, the popular Castlevania game that's always sought after. It was rated by the ESRB, and uh, supposedly it will be coming to North America, although I remember Earthbound hearing... Earthbound was re- rated too. Yeah. yeah. I do remember hearing somewhere recently that if this does come out, it probably uh, will be an import title, so it won't have any... Really? It'll be all in Japanese. Seems like they so. could just port, I mean, maybe they can't do this, but seems like they could port the version that's in Castlevania Chronicles well, for they're PSP. Probably, it's, well, they're probably using the, the TurboGrafx-16 version. Oh. Yeah, the Turbo I City, right? It was in the Turbo City? Yeah, Turbo yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never played this. I'd, I'd like to give it a try. It's hard as nails if you like. If you like old-school Castlevania, it's really, really phenomenal, but it's so hard. Yeah, but that's the thing is the PC Engine, uh, the, the Turbo City game only came out in Japan. So if it did come out, it would be an import. Yeah, yeah. And it's a beautiful game. And what's what's uh, interesting to me about Rondo of Blood is, you know how everyone cites Symphony of Night as kind of the place where all the present Castlevania game fan service comes from? Yes. This is actually it's where It's actually it from, from Rondo of Blood. He. Uh, all of the, a lot of enemy sprites, character models, backgrounds are from Rondo of Blood in Symphony of Night. 
So Symphony gotcha. references Rondo of Blood. Yeah, because isn't, isn't uh, Symphony of the Night the scene from the beginning that's from Rondo of Blood? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the very end of Rondo of Blood. And our next quickie is uh, the gr- We Greatest Hits line in uh, Japan got announced. Um, it's going to launch, uh, it's going to kick off, I believe, at the end of February. Or sometime, yeah, February 25th. The game's going to be about $30 when the translation occurs. And uh, it's going to start off with 428 from Sega, uh, Muramasa the Demon Blade, Arkrise Fantasia, We Ski and Snowboard, One Piece Unlimited Cruise Episode 1, Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World, and Dragon Ball Z Sparking Exclamation Point Meteor. Um, it's going to start off with those games. I don't know if we're going to see this. It's called Everyone's Recommendation Selection. I don't know if we'll be seeing this come to North America, but it's still interesting that they're doing this. But th- this is based off of uh, recommendations on, on the Nintendo channel, isn't it? Yes, yes, it's based off of recommendations on the Nintendo channel. And they've been ra- ranked into uh, three different categories, gold, silver, and bronze. And there's a whole list of titles. We actually have a news story up on the site that lists all of them. Um, and, I mean, it's a good it's a good way to come up with these greatest hits games instead of sales, because that feels kind of arbitrary. Yeah. But, I mean, hopefully they'll do something like this in North America, too. I mean, and and everywhere. I think it's a very good way to determine greatest hits titles. Yeah, I think it's a it's, it's unique. It's something that I haven't seen before. I'm I'm cool with it. Me Bring too. it on. I Bring it on to North here. America. And it's and, the only uh, way I'll buy Miramusa. Yeah. It's, it's Miramasa. Miramasa, whatever. <laughs> uh, any, anyway. Uh, but But we can be assured, though, we can be assured that if it was based on uh, quantity sold, uh, Spyborgs would not be coming to this line. <laughs> no, it would not. But our final quickie is uh, We Speak is going to be bundled with Endless Ocean 2. So Nintendo does know that they still have a peripheral. That What's We Speak? My, my exactly. theory is they came across a, a box of them in a warehouse somewhere, and they were like, huh. Well, I, Animal Crossing what are these? <laughs> like, I thought we burned all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, attach it to Endless Ocean 2. Yeah, I think this will be uh, the, the last thing we will see We Speak bundled with, which is kind of unfortunate. <laughs> although, I mean, I, I feel like We Speak is only it can only really work in games like Endless Ocean Two or Animal Crossing. If it's like yeah. the conduit, it, it won't work. Yeah, because that did yeah. not really work. That was just mayhem and crap. Didn't the whole game not work online? Yeah, kind of. I think some people had fun with it, but that was not me because every time I tried it, it didn't work. Yeah. I don't know, Andy, you got that game recently. Did you actually try it online? What, uh, Conduit? Yeah. Uh, yes, but I did not play it with We Speak. I don't have We Speak. Okay, well, I mean, like, did the game run? Yeah, I mean, I mean... <laughs> I had so many problems with it online. There, there were, there were, so, there were some delays in actually getting matched up, uh, after the first couple of times that I tried, but, you know, once I was matched up, it played fine without any lag, um... I think it was a pretty a pr- overall a pretty positive online experience. Once I was in the game, I really couldn't tell that I wasn't playing on 360 or anything like that. Yeah, that's good. You know, I saw a Wii Speak by itself that was open, you know, open and then returned at Best Buy, so they try and sell it cheap. And yeah. it was like 15 bucks. And I looked at it and I was like, I'll never use this. Well, I yeah. think I got some deal. Um, I think it was Animal Crossing with Wii, Wii Speak for like 20 bucks. I got that around when the Condoit came out, and I mean. When I you, have it. Neil, you and I listened to uh, the Player One podcast, correct? Yes. Uh, when I when I got Animal Crossing a year ago for Christmas, which I didn't hold on to for more than a couple of months, uh, but I got in I got into it again for about a month. Uh, I went onto the Player One podcast forums onto their thread and put my information down there and and uh, 
kind of forgot about it. And over the next week or so that I was kind of into the game, I would occasionally have people stop by my village, which is really, you know, kind of neat. It works out pretty well. But then, like, one time, the only time anyone came in my village with We Speak On, so I actually could hear what they were saying, was uh, Phil Theobald from the Player One podcast. <laughs> so I was, awesome. I was actually upstairs cooking dinner. My Wii is downstairs. My wife was sitting in the the TV with the room with the with the TV running Animal Crossing, but I was upstairs cooking dinner and I heard voices coming from the basement and I was like, "What's that?" So I ran downstairs and sure enough, the Player One podcast was happening live on my television and it was great. That's awesome. <laughs> so I pulled up my, my my USB keyboard and, and said hello to to Phil Theobald. <laughs> that's my wait, only. Wait, so they were actually recording the? No, the, no, it wasn't. Okay. It was just Phil. But it, that's, that's, what... that's really awesome. I I really like that's. One of my favorite podcasts. I think they're they're a really fun show. And, they uh, yeah, they really are. And I, feels... if, if if I were to recommend two podcasts to people, I would be RFN and Player One Podcast. Those are yeah. pretty much the two that I don't miss. Weekend. I need weekend. to listen to some of these because I I listen to the NWR podcast and nothing else because I don't know what a, I just figured out what a podcast is a year ago. <laughs> yeah, well, I listen to a few others, but. For the most part, none of them, aside from Player One podcast, are particularly friendly to, to the Wii gamer. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's like, really my problem. I listen to the One Up podcast more because well, I used to like it a lot. Like One Up Yours is still, I mean that's the father of video game podcasts. Yeah, we go on this little tangent here, and then you know with Listen Up, it kind of retained that still. And now with Four Guys One Up, I guess the the best the thing that I like the most about Four Guys One Up is that they have. They they generally have like someone new every week. Like it'll be like someone from a like a game developer or game publisher or whatever, or just That's like cool. another journalist. And it's it's cool because they have like a rotating guest. They had mm-hmm. Tim Schafer was on the debut episode and stuff like that. Nice. And I mean that's that's keeping me around. And Retronauts is also fantastic. That's a one ups uh, retro themed podcast. And then Player to One Retro- podcast. To Retronauts occasionally. I I, I listen to One Up Yours back. Uh, I don't know. A couple years ago, I, I, salad I, days. I, I, I kind of, I kind of grew weary on one of yours because they would talk extensively about games that I didn't really care about. Like, yeah, that's the thing. They, it's not like they would get off onto like a two-hour, a two-hour discussion on Halo Three because I think that was when I was listening to it was like right around the time Halo Three uh, came out, and I just don't care about Halo Three. I, so I like, also like to state that I think Player One Podcast is the only podcast that actually talks about DSiWare and doesn't shit all over it. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> because they're like, oh, I really like these games. I'm like, oh, I do too. Let's hang out, guys. They talked about Dark Void Zero for about five, ten yeah. minutes on the most well, I mean, episode. So, so oh, I want to get that fair. game so bad. Dude, Dark, Void Zero, Dark Void Zero is very, very good. Yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah. gotten too much into it, but really DSiWare is like a treasure trove for me right now. So all the naysayers, uh, you know, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the naysayers because they don't mean a thing. All right, let's... Uh, uh, anyway, speaking of DSiWare... Let's truck uh, on let's, through this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go to, uh, the, the, I guess, the better of the two. We'll start off with DSiWare because they're actually games that I'm interested in. Um, Starship Defense uh, came out two weeks ago, two Mondays ago, and that's another Q Games title in DSiWare, which brings their count up to three. And uh, mm-hmm. I've downloaded this one back when it came out. Um, I've basically been playing it sporadically. I finally got through the tutorial, not really because it was difficult, but just because I had to put time into it, and I never could put time into it. And... It's basically a tower defense game that's space themed. Um, it's it's really really cool though. Figured, it has a cool yes. art aesthetic. It's basically art style tower defense. Therefore, I mean, you like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's an art style game. Therefore, I like it. Well, actually, no. There are a couple art style games I don't like, like Zen Gauge. I didn't get into. 
But Starship Defense, I mean, there, there's like, I think something like 30 levels in it. And, uh, they're replayable. You know, you can get high scores. You might be able to get some sort of metal. It's, it's a pretty sharp tower defense game and it's only five bucks. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then also on DSi where we got Dark Void Zero, which I we were want. just talking about. Now this game interests um, me because I, I wrote up the, the weekly download write up when this game launched, uh, what, two weeks ago, one week ago? And mm-hmm. I don't, they, I don't think I realized when I wrote it up that they were lying to me in the press release. The you, press you release didn't? says that it's a long lost NES title that kind of fell through the cracks, like between the migration between the NES and the Super NES. But that's not true at all. It's a completely no, brand no. new title. It's like yeah, a yeah, retro no, game no, challenge it's, thing. It's completely, completely. Exactly, they even yeah. tied in Jimmy Fallon to it. Yeah, I had no I, I freaking st- idea. I still haven't seen the clip. I, I've been meaning to, but there, apparently it was mentioned um, on a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But really, I mean, bravo to Capcom because, I mean, it's a really cool game, too. I mean, there's only three levels, but the levels are kind of big. Um, I know uh, John Lindemann played it on RFN and he compared it to Metroid, which is definitely an accurate comparison. But it's very much, it's like, it's like Bionic Commando-ish. It's, it's just, it's, it's definitely a really well-modeled retro Capcom game. And it's, it's another part of the reason why I'm, I have a big crush on Capcom, for the most part. Because there are definitely aspects that I don't really care for, but Dark Void Zero is really good, and Zach, you should get it. It's only five I'm bucks. Totally this is the first game, this is the first game that if I had a DSi, I definitely would pick up. I know for a fact I would pick it up. Um, and also, uh, that same week, we got Chronos Twins, uh, which is not the DX version that's on WiiWare, which came out the week before. Um, and it's the same kind of thing, if you listen to us then, then this is pretty much just going through the motions, where you, uh, you have two <laughs> different characters, and one's in the present, one's in the past, or one's in the present, one's in the future, whichever doesn't really make a difference. Depends, it's, it's all on how you look at it. Yeah. But, uh, and, like, it's it's a pretty cool platformer compared to Mega Man. I know uh, Johnny Metz talked about it on RFN. I think we talked about wanting to get it. I know I haven't gotten it yet. Um, and from what I've heard is actually the DS version of, the DSiWare version of this is better than the WiiWare version. Because on the WiiWare version, you know, you just have the oh. screen cut in half. Where in the DS version, it's on one on each screen. And also sense. going the yeah. DSiWare ver- the DSiWare versions uh, going in their direction is that it's only five bucks, whereas the WiiWare one is ten. So yeah. I've been tempted yeah. to get that. If that didn't if that didn't come out in the same week as Starship Defense and Dark Void Zero, I probably would have gotten Chronos Twins then. I'll probably get it in the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and running down the list of other DSR games, we got Me and My Dogs Friends Forever. <laughs> Woo! Which is, Yay! Uh, game Law. Finally. Uh, it's a pet simulator. That's all I have to say about that. And we got Number Battle from Nintendo, which it's like a it's board another game. Interesting, it's another interesting board game. I forget who it's by. I know I, I looked it up. Um, it's a it's a Japanese board game that pits you in a battle to play number tiles on a board in an attempt to reach a target score. There's a story <laughs> mode. There's multiplayer mode. This is actually another one that I was thinking of getting. Uh, it's like a strategic puzzle board game, um, and supposedly it's very it's very good from what I've heard, at least what the buzz is. Um, and we got I Race Tunnel, which is apparently you know you're racing in a tunnel, and Escapey <laughs> Go, which is uh only it's a it's a two dollar game, and um. So it's a cell phone game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's uh you start it starts a character named Claire who lost her identity, and you have to you know she can detect enemies before they enter her visual range, and you have to help her escape. All right. Um, 
Which sounds, which I think probably sounds cooler than this game actually is. If I had to, yeah, I, if I yeah, had to no, guess. I, I, I oh, read yeah. that and it actually seemed interesting. If you if you look up any like actual art assets from the game, I think you'll find it looks less interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it for DSiWare. So let's move on to WiiWare, where it's been kind of a barren wasteland after some really good weeks. We got. Yeah. Muscle March, which is, you know, kind of, I guess, the follow, the spiritual follow-up to Choniki. Oh, um, you know, you're posing as a muscle man or polar bear to catch thieves who've <laughs> stolen almighty protein power. But where's Honestly, the man beam? It's five bucks. I've uh, heard it's awful. But, uh, <laughs> how, could it, how could it be awful? I have no idea. It's I think game... you know very well, Zach, how this could be awful. It's surviving I... on Kitch alone. Yeah. Oh, God, no, 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 no. Although I should get it so that I have some ideas for Dicto Chat. (laughs) (laughs) I will leave this game to the the Lindemans of the world. Yes. This is definitely, it's like John Lindeman the game. (laughs) (laughs) It's what he looks like, too. Especially the polar bear. (laughs) I mean, it's John Lindeman and a polar bear, and they're they're fighting to save the day. (laughs) This this will be the test to see if he listens to newscasts. <laughs> <laughs> the game is get an email from him his, be like, uh, basically his biography. Yeah, I'm gonna get an email from him basically being like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> be like, "You're fired. Don't come back." I'm never listening to this podcast again. <laughs> the first time I listen to it, this is what happens. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the second game on WiiWare is the amazing brain train. From a, from Wahoo Studios, um, yeah. there's a character named Professor Fizzwizzle, and it tests you on various <laughs> puzzles. And it's oh, fueled man. by uh, there's a train, and it's fueled by you as you answer the questions correctly. And it's oh. six dollars yeah. from the Wii Shop channel, and you can download it today. Sounds like I Professor Layton, good. sort of. Maybe I it sounds like a terrible that you Professor Layton. That. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot, in good faith, recommend that you get this game. <laughs> um, um, if it was this between week, this and Muscle March, Andy, what would it be? I think it'd be Muscle March. I would sell my Wii. I would abstain from playing video games for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> also, on Wii, where we have Uno, which Ooh. I mean, I, I guess it's a didn't little an Uno game come out recently, that, and we talked about it on this. Um, Uno came out on DSiWare. I don't think there was any online. Oh, play. okay. It's There's no WiiWare one. Now there is. It's it's been out on every other gaming platform for what feels like years. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's got single player, local multiplayer, and online multiplayer, which is it's pretty cool. If you want Uno, I mean, and you only have a Wii, then go get it on WiiWare for ten bucks. There you go. Game Law, which they make a lot of cell phone games, so that's probably where this com- comes from. And, it's uh, graphically yeah, that's, intensive. Yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. And uh, the second WiiWare game this week is from uh, is it's from Machine and uh, developer Unconditional Studios, and it's Bitos Plus. This game is... looks kind of interesting, to be honest. I was looking at some uh, YouTube footage of this, and I think I may actually pick this up, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah, it's it's eight dollars, and uh, it looks like you use standard Tetris blocks and a free floating grid to make different patterns. Uh, you you looked at it more, Andy. I, I feel like this is the kind of thing that I would have had to see a video of to understand. So what exactly do you do in it from what you can gather? I didn't look at that much video, but from what I could tell, yeah, there was like – it looked kind of like if Picross and Tetris had a baby. Uh, 
because like I think you had like a, I'm kind of sold. You you <laughs> had like you had like a, a a grid, and some of the grids had fl- had blocks in them, and some of them didn't. Like it was like a shape, like a like a like a uh, okay a mass, and you had to kind of add Tetris and. All the blocks that I saw in the video that I watched were all Tetris blocks. I'm not sure if it's all like that or if that was just one level, but the the video that I sh- that I saw had the player adding Tetris blocks to this to this mass in in, in the grid, and occasionally some would disappear. Although I wasn't really clear on on why they were disappearing or what the goal of the game was. So, so I'm not that-, that much information, but it does look like it's kind of like taking the idea of like a a shape in a grid. And changing it somehow to achieve a different shape in a grid using Tetris blocks. It sort of sounds like the kind of games I have in physical form where you have like seven different shape, different sized triangles in a square, and you try and manipulate sure. them in such a way that they form the shape on a card that you have in front of you. That was sort of my impression. Yeah, kind of like what you're getting at. I think so. But I, I'm, I'm probably gonna gonna buy this, uh, and if I do, I will come back next week and uh, talk about it for a little bit. Awesome. Nice. Or two weeks. Whatever we record yeah. again. <laughs> Next time. Uh, the Next final, time. the final, you know, awesome WiiWare game is Aha, I Found It, Hidden Object Game. Uh-huh. Yes. Which is kind of a... a, a Millionaire uh, game. It's an game. spy. Yeah. 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 Um, Apparently there is going to be an Aha, I Found It, or whatever series, because this is the second one that's been yeah. called that. Uh, well, so how many times can you Aha. find it? Yeah. <laughs> Aha! Uh-huh, it's aha! Uh-huh, I something it because the first one was aha! Uh-huh, I got it. Escape game. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's kind of a, a funny title. It's five dollars. So if you're into uh you know hidden object games, then that's it's kind of your deal. So uh, I think I'm go, fundamentally go opposed to buying a game that ends in the word game. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. really seem that's like sort of a bad sign. Like if it's like the movie, the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and Virtual Console, I, I guess, you know, it's we're kind of getting back. It seemed like the holiday season was a little uh, boisterous with uh, what came out. We had tons of WiiWare games, tons of DSiWare games, tons of Virtual Console games. Virtual yeah, Console getting... looks like it has uh, officially calmed down. We had Sega's Shadow Dancer, The Secret of Shinobi, which is the first sequel to the original Shinobi game. It came out in 1991. It plays similar to the previous one, but you can use you a, have dog a dog this time. Finally. And it's, it's eight bucks. <laughs> So, I think yeah. they have a special category on the Wii, the uh, Virtual Console Shop channel that's Ninja Games. <laughs> <laughs> so the last Virtual Console of the week, or I guess of the, the two-week period, is Ghoul Patrol, which is the sequel to Zombies and My Neighbors, which I have never actually played. Um, have, have either of you guys played this? I know I just I just played Zombies and My Neighbors for the first time like a month ago. I, didn't I wasn't even aware there, there was a sequel. sequel. Yeah, exactly. I, know I didn't know there was either. And I've, I've heard pretty good things about it. I don't know how it stacks up to the original. I mean, the original is a wildly heralded, heralded classic, and I definitely share those sentiments after playing it. But this time it looks like there's only five areas that you're going around instead of like the, the 50 levels or so that are in the original. Boo. The, the description makes it sound pretty similar, but having never played either of them, I really can't speak to yeah. if it's true or not. It is The, the premise sounded the same. Yeah. Well, um, that's it for the week with that. Let's talk about the new releases. Um, we pretty much covered Tatsunoko vs. Capcom Ultimate All-Stars, which came out this Tuesday on Wii. Uh, Glory of Heracles came out on DS last week. Um, I, I've heard, at least from review scores, it's kind of middle of the road. It's, uh, it's a pretty, uh, I guess, you know, middling RPG with some touchscreen elements. It, I think the, the biggest 
different thing about it is that you choose all of your characters' attacks all at once, and then they all attack, and it goes through a turn. Oh, huh. Other than that, I, I really have no interest in this game. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Nope. Although the next game is coming out, I do have some interest yes, in it. Yes, No More Heroes 2 Desperate Struggle from Ubisoft and uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer. Um, that came out this week. Uh, we should be getting a review copy soon. Uh, Pedro Hernandez is on the review, so listen. wait for his thoughts on that. I imagine they'll be coming in the next week or so, depending on whenever we get the review copy. I really uh, enjoyed the first one. It has a, a crazy ending. Did you ever finish that, Neil? You were pretty no, close no, to the No, no, actually, one, I was just going to say, because uh, I pretty much am finishing up playing Tatsunoko vs. Capcom for a review, and I actually started playing this. I'm on the uh, fifth ranking battle, so... Who was, was who, was I, who was I talking to that was like right at the very end? I was talking to someone. I can't remember who. I it know, was. I know. I thought I, I think I thought I was closer than I was. I believe I was on. I, I thought oh, I was okay. on the fourth one, but I'm gotcha. on the fifth one. Yeah, I got I yeah. got it used a while back for for pretty cheap, and I ended up having a lot of fun with it. And then it was right around finals, so I got about halfway through it and then stopped. But I'm definitely I, I'm planning on picking it up and finishing it, so that way I can maybe get the second one sometime soon. One of the things I read about the new one is that it takes itself a little more seriously than the first one, which I yeah, think is an, an interesting choice because the first one was kind of fun because it didn't take itself very seriously. I mean, I, I think it probably, I think it's just like sometimes where it's like it's you you can't tell if it's making fun of itself or if it's being serious, and I think it's it might play with the humor of the game. I also like that they took out the overworld because from going back to yeah. this one, oh my god, the overworld sucks. I wish I yeah, could just go awful. directly to the mission. It's absolutely but awful. When I when I dive back into that, which I might actually do after this, depending on how awake I am, um, I, I'm right in right in front of the fifth boss, which I'm excited because I'm, I like that game. I'm looking looking forward to talking to you about this game when it's finished because I haven't thought about that game in a while, but I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts about that game because that game is it's so unique. There's so many weird things about that game. There's like the I mean, ending. I love, I love the Captain Falcon boss. That was one of my favorite things that I remember. I don't even remember what that is. It's what? basically just the, the, the doo-doo has, like, the pelvic blast. Okay. Have you, okay. I am all about this game. <laughs> have you gotten to the Have, have you gotten to the one, um, I don't want to say it because I can't, I'll, I'll spoil you if you haven't gotten there, and I would hate to do that. Um, there's, there, there's one fight that turns out to be a little less eventful than you think it's going to be going into it um, that I really got a kick out of. Uh, but I'm guessing you don't know what I'm talking about, so I'll talk to you about it after you finish the game a little bit more. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, to checking out uh, No More Heroes 2, because I really enjoyed the first one, and I failed to understand how they could possibly have a sequel after the absurd brilliance that was the ending of the first yeah, one. Yeah, I've definitely uh, I've heard about the ending, but I feel like I would only understand it if I watch it, because like, I was talking to someone about it, and they're like, oh, this is what happens. I'm like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I don't know that you're going to get a better a, a better feeling for the ending than what you just said, to be honest. But once you experience it, the what becomes more of a bemused what instead of a confused what. You suddenly you're just like, oh, okay. What? Yeah, what? I, I, might, right. I might be uh, I might be working through that game. So probably by next episode, I will have finished it. I awesome. hope. Awesome. We will we will chat about it then. All right. Excellent. And uh, that just about does it for the show. Um, I I hope you liked it a lot. I did. Please, please, if you did like it, review us on iTunes. We got three um, reviews last time after we... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, three since I've checked. There may have even be more by now, but apparently asking for reviews to work. So, awesome. Thank you to those of you who reviewed us. Um, that was great. Yeah, and the one thing that you could do if, if you don't feel like reviewing us, or you already have, or you want to review us and do something else for us, is tell all your friends about the show. Um, 
you know, remind them that there's not just one, not just two, but three podcasts that are uh, linked Trace to the Nintendo Podcasto. World Report, which I, I think it might be the most on any kind of, like, you know, independent enthusiast site, and that, that's pretty cool. It's because um, we all have so much free time. <laughs> what? <laughs> are, are, what? <laughs> free time? I don't know what that is anymore. Oh, anyway. If you have any suggestions for the show, if there's anything you want to see, we're, you know, we're pretty open to the, to the format. We're yeah. still kind of feeling our way through, you know, what we want to be doing on this show. So if you have any ideas for, you know, segments you'd like to see or, or ways you'd like to see the show improve or, you know, or. And I figure I, I will throw this one out. I believe, uh, I made some kind of comment about having a fourth chair and someone in the forums kind of was like, nah, I like you guys the way they are. And, you know, I'll, I'll take oh. that, you know. We, we yeah. can stick with the trio. I think it's a pretty solid trio. But also, um, I was kicking around this idea. I guess I've been kind of harping on it for like two or three weeks at this point of having a newscast game club in which we play like a WiiWare game together and we get, you know, interaction with the forums. Um, so you people listening, if you think this is a cool idea and you would like to participate on it, uh, you know, just, just tell us because we were actually know. considering – we were considering doing it for this week, but nothing good came out on WeWare, and we all. I don't think have we were considering the Muscle March, but then everyone was giving it poor, poor views, and we said maybe not so much. Yeah, uh, and we were thinking Phoenix Wright, but I don't think that would be as interesting. How about Dark Void Zero? I don't have a DSi. Oh, that's right. The one game that I'm I'm thinking this will work really well for is uh, Cave Story, which and, and now, that, yes. now that it's been reviewed by Nintendo Power, which officially has been, it's got to be imminent. I would be surprised if it's not out. If it's not out by the time we do another episode, I would be pretty surprised. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, that's so, day uh, one for me. Yeah. Yeah. That'll probably be, um, who knows, maybe by this time in two weeks, uh, we'll be talking about Cave Story in some kind of game club capacity. And I also imagine we'll probably do something with Mega Man 10 because we all I know I know Zach and I are really jazzed for Mega Man 10. I don't know are you oh, yeah. are you excited for it, Andy? Uh, I never finished Mega Man 9, and being as that I haven't finished Mega Man 9, I find it hard to get super excited about more of what I haven't finished. <laughs> um, but I admit that parts of Mega Man 9 are really hard. Yeah, uh, I, I I do I intend to finish Mega Man Nine. I I love old school Mega Man. I I wish they would put out the rest of them on Virtual Console because I played the yeah, Mega I'm Man hoping, Two like twice now. I'm hoping they'll put out four uh, around Mega Man Ten. Really yeah, four is really good. I don't know why they stopped putting them out. Probably. Cause I wish they would put out Mega more of the Mega Man X games on Super NES because those are pretty great too. Yeah, I'm yeah, no, they the collection. are. Although I'd much rather play that game with a uh, classic controller pro than a GameCube controller. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that that wraps us up for this week, or this, this bi-week, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, uh, I'm Neil Ronahan, and this is uh, you know Zach Miller and Andy Gergen, and we will see you in two weeks' time, everybody. Until Later, then, y'all. Or you'll hear from us, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're lucky. What up? Peace out. Peace. Bye.